0: Super stoked to have Distro Kids sponsoring the podcast and can't thank them enough for their support of this thing. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Produce Row Cafe here in Portland, Oregon. This has become one of my favorite local hangs because they have free music every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sunday afternoons, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. They are located in inner southeast Portland and not only do they offer free music on their their large patio setup, but they've also got a killer brunch menu from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. The French toast and the breakfast sandwich are lights out. And I can't really do much alcohol personally, but I love their Virgin Bloody Marys. And they've got some other mocktails for folks like me as well. And they're always rotating in new seasonal cocktails. So come through and check out what they've got on deck for fall and winter down there. The patio is now nice, covered, and heated, and will be throughout the fall and winter. So come through, and big thanks to Produce Row for sponsoring this episode of the podcast.
1: down at the uh, corner. down <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning into the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so. And that will help propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels, helping strangers find the podcast and just a great way to contribute to the growth and sustainability of this thing. Appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken the time to do so. If you're not listening on Apple, just hit like, follow, subscribe, wherever you are listening from. Share the podcast with a friend. If you are digging it, episodes are now available on Spotify if that's your preferred place of listening, and I've also been dropping some monthly playlists every first of the month on Spotify as well, keeping those pretty spread out genre-wise, and you can find that link in the episode notes. I've also got those all updated on Apple Music, so if you're an Apple Music user, you can find those playlists dating all the way back to December of 2020. There's a bunch to check out on there, as well as some genre-specific ones and that link will also be in the episode notes. Super stoked to get into episode 305. Hope everybody is doing well out there. I am still fighting off some of these uh, these COVID symptoms have just stuck with me for, I guess, like three and a half weeks now, and uh, it's been kind of brutal just still Not feeling 100%, but feeling hopeful that I will get there soon, but it's been no joke. I've I've never been quite sick like this, where it's lingered around for this long, and just feel like I've shaken certain symptoms, and then maybe four or five days later, I get the body aches again, or uh, just don't really have that much energy, but... uh, Really hoping things uh, start feeling a little bit back to normal here in the next few days as I am flying out to Austin, Texas on April 25th to meet up with the band High Pulp, who I will be tour managing for the next five or six weeks, excited to be hitting the road in a bunch of cities that I have uh, not been to before, but aside from being hyped to be hitting the road, I'm super excited to share this episode of the cast. Got this killer punk band from East LA on this week called Death Lens. Stoked to share this one, and these dudes are making some music that just really got me hyped about finding more new punk music. There was a time in high school when my buddy Sean and I would go to this place in our hometown of Corona, California called the Showcase Theater. And for a while, it felt like we went to shows there almost every single weekend and saw so much great music there. It was this huge eye-opening experience to the the punk rock scene for me. And seeing Death Lens a month or so back at Tree Fort really brought back some of those memories for me of why I like being at those types of shows so much. And I loved getting to hang out with these dudes. They played one of my favorite sets of the entire Treefort Music Festival, and leaving the festival, they're definitely my new favorite band, and they got a new record called No Luck that just dropped last week that has been heavy in my rotation and definitely up there for me as far as record of the year for 2022, and just kind of the only thing that I really want to listen to right now. It's always my first instinct as soon as I get in the car to throw on this No Luck album And it's been cool to uh, get familiar with some of the the prior records as well. And on top of that, it was just so much fun doing the podcast with them. It was truly one of those band hangs where it was just a lot of laughing and them razzing one another. But we also dove into some cool band dynamic stuff as well. And and the history of how this thing got going and and what's uh, really driving the inspiration for the music that they're making right now. So Big thanks to Brian, John, Edgar, Matt, and Eddie for uh, doing the cast out in Boise while we were uh, at the Treefort Festival, and thanks to Chad Brown for linking me up with them. He's got this really cool video series called Chad's Home that you can find on YouTube, rad studio sessions, including some with Death Lens and former guests of the podcast together, Pangea, and many more, so definitely tap in to those chad's home performances and also shout out to the homie juan who has done some really dope artwork for death lens he's a killer visual artist and coincidentally is my cousin's roommate in la just kind of a wild connection small world shit that neither my cousin or myself were aware of prior to hanging with the dudes from death lens so that added connection just made it even uh, cooler to know that there were some some mutual homies and whatnot so We are going to get into this thing momentarily. If you live in the Portland, Oregon area and you want to see some free live music, swing through Produce Row Cafe in southeast Portland every Sunday. They've got DJs spinning vinyl there. And every Thursday night there's live music there with singer-songwriters and jazz trios and such. So free music going on. At Produce Row on the weekly and now that the weather is getting a little nicer those patio sessions are going to be really sweet so links for Produce Row will be in the episode notes also you can check out music over at North 45 every Tuesday night they've got DJs as well as every Sunday I did last weekend there it was super fun hadn't done a DJ set in a minute so it was nice to uh get to play some tunes for a full patio of folks out there and like i said all the links for the sponsors will also be in the episode notes as well as the ones for Deathland, so you can check those out check out the high pulp tour dates if you want to uh find me in a city Near you, we're going all over Midwest, East Coast. So tap into those. Come say what's up if you uh, make it out to a show. You can find me slinging that high pulp merch every night. And uh, with that, we are going to get in to episode 305 of the podcast from los angeles california death lens is on the show and we're going to kick it off with one of my favorite tracks off of their new no luck record it's called abrupt let's do the damn thing wake up into this thing let's go right on excited to uh chat with you guys i went and saw your set last night at the shredder and uh it was very cool to uh get acquainted with the live show because i've been i've been geeking out on that new no luck record quite a bit and uh checking out the the previous releases as well (laughs) so it was cool to see the live energy i'll tell you like being night four of tree Fort last night and seeing your set And seeing it go down almost at midnight, I was I was dragging before I got there. I was pretty tired, (laughs) but uh, y'all put on like one of my favorite sets of the entire festival last night, and uh, it made me like really fucking excited about music. Watching your set, it made me want to jump in the circle pit. It made me want to like sing along with all the gang vocals. So it was uh, it was really fucking cool.
2: Thank you for that, man.
0: And Edgar, you're just fucking killing it on this just this really small. Kit, just missing its t- little missing three piece kit dude. yeah
2: before we left Brian was like oh yeah drums are backlined the whole way i was like you sure he's like yeah and i was like you sure <laughs> and then yeah last night i don't i don't i forgot who let us borrow the drums but uh we'll mention names shut up
3: oh shut up see i was talking about the band who backed out but yeah it. they just didn't have a rack
2: tom but i've been you know it's a it was doable it was true. so that's not like your your normal uh i would usually preference. have like a rack tom yeah but like i said it's not like you know you made it worse. Whatever, yeah, dude, yeah. you
0: fucking killed it just on that, you know, with the floor tom and the snare. Just <laughs> felt
2: very primal. I was like, uh, just a ripping little drummer
0: boy came out, He was like, Shh. yeah, <laughs>
2: it's like an Aztec ritual or something. <laughs> Aztec <laughs> ritual <laughs> for
0: sure. Talk to me about uh,
4: how this band formed though. Go ahead, Brad i'll keep it short and simple because these fools say i talked a little too much
1: well
0: you're supposed to this is a podcast
1: okay so you nice. can you can stretch wow. it out to be your two hours
0: don't encourage <laughs> <you>. uh, <laughs> it. take off <out> my
3: shoes
4: <laughs> so we started this band and i think uh, i reiter- reiterate this a lot we started this band as a joke actually so we used to play i used to play with these three two other dudes it was just a joke we're just like let's just jam and they never wanted to make it like a band they were always like nah it's cool like just to be underground and like we're just gonna jam We'll maybe throw out some demos every now and then, but like people won't know who we are. And if we play, we got to wear like mask. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's Slipknot. I was just like, yeah, that sounds like Slipknot. That sounds like some, <laughs> some Bushy, you know. So I was like, uh. I was like, all right, whatever. I was kind of a weenie back then. So <laughs> I kind of, I kind of just rode that for a while, and then we were called Jungle Booty Sweat. Jungle Booty Jungle Sweat. Jungle Booty Sweat for life. <laughs> bring it
3: back. <laughs> it what what year
4: me. are we talking about? I was like 2011. Here okay it was a while back yeah um, and then just as time progressed this band just kind of started getting like its, its stride you know um we kind of started just like as like a basic like ticycle type you know band like that kind of surf rock like we were really into that for a while yeah um huge inspiration was like john dwyer um tim presley from white fence and then eventually like I just kicked those guys out because these guys were holding me back and they didn't want to let me sing. They wanted to keep it on instrumental, like no vocals whatsoever. And I was just like, what the fuck? Who, that shit gets boring after a while. You can't do that forever, you know? So, on '15 comes around. I start recruiting guys. I got him, um, John, and then, uh, well, my old drummer's actually gone. We had to kick him out for certain reasons we will not speak about because that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, but, and then I lost my bass player too for another reason, longer than that one. <laughs> but Ed came around. I've known Ed for 15 years. Um, and then the funny thing is, is that like when when I asked him, he's like, "It only took you 15 years to ask."
1: <laughs> you were just sitting there waiting, <laughs> yeah. Ed,
0: Ed, just sitting in the in the wings waiting yeah, for, for like- Brian to be like,
4: "Hey, I I play bass. Like, yeah. could I be actually, in the band?" Actually, I didn't play bass at all. No, he didn't. I told him to pick it up. This is around COVID time. Uh, we'd have a, a bass player, and I was like, dude, just pick up the bass. You down? Like, this is going to be fun. But I was like, dude, as soon as it hits, as soon as this shit's gone, I'm telling you right now, this shit's going to get fucking busy. It's going to get busy. I don't think he understood, like, what busy was until we finally hit 2021. And then just... there was no, It's been nonstop since then. Like, just constantly just moving, like, going up. And, like, um, it only took... It took 10 years to finally get where we're at. So, I think... The band kind of, f-
3: I lost my train of thought. We kind of blossomed <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. You know, we finally got that there you go. work feel. Yeah, um, Everything was just like sporadic shows. Oh, here Every now and then we'll play like a house show. We'll play like an opening show at this small venue uh, with another band. And that's just it. And we, ch- we try to write bullshit. We have like a lot of um, little tracks we have in our Google Drive that we've been trying to make music. But then, I don't know, we, we got a lot of inspiration like during the whole COVID time, right? Yeah so, But yeah. that's
4: how the band formed I think this band right now Is probably like our peak He's not really in the band uh, He just kind of fills in He's got his own project going on But like since we We're kind of Currently on the market For a, a drummer um, We're trying to recruit his ass But he doesn't want
3: to <laughs> Fucking do well, he it He lives in San Diego So he's too out of religion, so <laughs> I'll pay for I'll it I'll pay him more money <laughs> 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 he, He's too good for us So he's really expensive But Yeah it's, I, it's cool yeah. to like
0: Go back and And kind of like Check out what was happening With like death frights and yeah. and the uh you know the trash dp cuz mm-hmm. you can definitely hear a little more of the surf rock like before it goes more punk rock yeah in in nature like if it, it feels like the the punk rock feels were always there but uh you know it, it definitely was a different vibe of things that you yeah, were definitely. you were doing but it's cool to see the evolution of things um, Ed, were you playing guitar like before then uh, jumping on I the was- bass at all like so i never touched a
5: bass before uh, that. I, like, maybe did, like, a few riffs on guitar. I learned a little bit of piano just to, like, play around. Like, oh, I love this song. I want to learn it. Yeah. That was basically it as far as musical talent. But then, uh, yeah, he asked me. I was like, well, let's
0: see how it goes. So this is, like, your first band that you're playing in there? Yeah, yeah 100%. Damn, man, you, I'm, you, you look like you're fucking having fun up there. And, like, I don't know, it doesn't look like you're – you're new to it or anything when you're up there playing and you know jumping in on the gang vocals and everything.
5: Yeah, you're like, making him blush. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I used to be super like introverted. He knew me in high school. Yeah. I was like super quiet. Was deathly afraid of like public speaking, you know, he stuff was. like that. I was just like, I'd rather just die than public speak. <laughs> 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 Were you a fan? Yeah. Like, did you come into the band as a as a fan of Death Lens then? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Actually, so. I remember we stopped talking after high school for a little bit for no reason. Metalhead I don't know Ed. what happened. Metalhead,
4: Ed. Had long hair. <laughs> he had me really long hair, and it was luscious as hell. Like, <laughs> shampooed <laughs> and conditioned the fuck out of it. <laughs> that was that was amazing. Hearing. Yeah, I couldn't hear.
5: But, yeah, after, like, whatever hiatus we were on, for, for whatever reason, I don't know what happened, he just hit me up. He's like, hey, we're playing a show at a, at a backyard. I'm, I was like, ah. Like what
0: if they suck? I don't want to go. <laughs> oh man, that thing where your like friends yeah, invite my, you yeah. to a show and you don't like you're not sure. Yes. he
5: was, I was yeah, like, yeah, man, he's my friend, but I was like, I'm super introverted. I can't like, I I don't want to lie to him. Just like, ugh. but then I went and I actually did really like Tell him. him How
4: you decided that though? How do like how you how you were gonna go to that? Oh, show. Oh yeah, it was a flip the coin. He flipped the coin. Yeah, and you went. I went. Wonder what what would happen if it if it went the other way though. Who knows? I oh, I'm still in the show. <laughs> 15 years later, still so, fucking hair longer than ever. Were you super impressed though, like with the band even at that point when you did go
5: and see it? I was actually. I was like, holy crap, these guys can actually like make music. I was like, it's cool seeing my friends up there like playing music, and then they got bigger and bigger and bigger, and I just seen them grow since like the little. I think that was like their second show ever. Yeah, he's seen so, us at our shittiest. Yeah, I seen these guys have ups and downs, but. Yeah, it was really cool to bloss uh see them blossom to a
4: to into a beautiful butterfly
5: <laughs> to an ugly nice. moth.
3: Yeah, now he's uh he's riding the train with us all the way. Oh yeah. Till death do us part. Yeah,
4: but I'm a hard ass too though. So when you first started playing bass, I was like, dude, I'm a f- we I'm a I'm telling, you, I'm like the hardest guy you ever- like mm-hmm. you disappoint me, I'm getting <laughs> mad right now. I'm just thinking about it.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> did good last night. Is you good last night. He did good last <laughs> night. Yeah, so I yeah, like, to see you're eat. like
4: very much like the
0: dude like kind of trying to run things and like keep everybody yes. playing at a certain level. And cause I don't know, that's the like the other thing I noticed last night watching the show is mm-hmm. like, I felt like everything was really tight, you know? Yeah, And, uh, I think yes. that's like a very cool thing to be able to achieve playing yeah. punk rock music. Cause you want to like maintain that spirit, right. And like have that raw energy, mm-hmm. but to also be technically sound, I think adds a, a cool element to, you yeah. know, the
4: live show and the feels of that. I think um, that. well for starters the reason why I sound so tight is because I don't play guitar anymore I was a shitty guitarist <laughs> <laughs> thank god I was god. very shitty <laughs> yeah like I could write a song at home and like I write it and I give it to the guys we be like alright do what you gotta do you know like make it happen but for the life of me I can't sing and
6: play dude like oh god yeah, those when, when he stopped playing horrendous. guitar that changed everything yeah, yeah. it's just like yeah. cause then when he stopped playing guitar then that's when we recruited John and um yeah it, it, the whole like the whole vibe of the show changed like he was able to like give his energy and you know run around and actually be a front man whereas before he was kind of stuck at the mic and couldn't yeah, really do yeah. too much but
4: and yeah. i couldn't do much even then a horrible multi-ta- multi-tasker <laughs> <laughs> i forget all my shit all the time
6: yep. well yeah so
3: essentially we were uh, most of us were just fans of deathlands before um Facts. we joined the band um uh, we were all i like, wasn't yeah like edgar <laughs> edgar was a fan <laughs> <laughs> i was a fan uh it was we're all just like the homies that were like that kicked it and then watched him in the crowd and then eventually this guy just picked this up, like little by little. Yeah.
2: I mean. Actually, can I can ask you when I was in high school, like uh, some girl had played a fright song like uh like on the lunch speaker or whatever, they just play music like during lunch. And um so I looked them up and then I saw the, the death fright split and I was like, Oh like Deathlands is sick. They're like the street version of the frights, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, like, the frights were cool, but I don't know. It just felt like it was coming from a different place, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, so, yeah, I was like, Dan, Deathlands is so awesome. And then the first time, like, um, I saw Deathlands play, like, I actually didn't see him play because I was, like, uh, talking to my friend, like, the whole time. But uh, I didn't speak to him the first time I met him or, like, was in his vicinity. But then um, just naturally, yeah, after... And uh, just knowing his songs and stuff, like, it was pretty easy to just play with them. And it's always, like, it's just such a trip. Like, it becomes normalized, but then, like, shooting back to being in high school and, like, remembering that moment. And then, like, being here now, just, like, casually playing with them here and there. Just like, whoa. You know? Yeah. It's really, really trippy. You make my dreams come true. (laughs) How
4: faded are you? How
0: faded? Yeah. How How faded are you? What level of buttered are you? Yeah. Like Extra?
2: <laughs> man. You, you sound faded. I thought I saw some smoke come from the back. You, you sound sober? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> California sober. Hell yeah. <laughs> California sober.
3: Yeah, but anyways, we're just trying to, you know, we're just trying to show everyone our maturity with this new No Look album coming out. Yeah, man. Um, we're definitely trying to change our sound um, moving forward. Um, before, um, you know, everything was just plain old, garage surf skate style um we're just trying to move away from that and just uh show everyone that we want we want to be more intricate melodic mature yeah Um, we want to we just want to break ground you know yeah do do things a little differently
0: the no luck record definitely seems like it's uh Mm. it's a next level thing of what you know anything that's come before and just kind of front to back like that record rips but also like the thing i appreciate about what you're doing is that There's like, it seems like you're unafraid to lean into like some slower tempo shit, you know, and and show off the melodic nature of what you're doing and, you know, jump in to leaning into something that even feels, you know, ballad y at times. And I think that's like really cool, especially last night, you know, when the two of you came down into the crowd and and played like that slower jam and the energy that like was surrounding. The circle of people just fucking jumping up and down and yeah and and john like i i loved watching you last night because you sing along to every song it seems like all the time you know whether mic. yeah whether there's a <laughs> mic in front of you or not and i think that that's like as an audience member that shit i pay attention to because like to me that means that you fucking love this music and like that do, you're man. really engaged with it whether you're on the mic or not
3: yeah i'm very passionate about this band, man i just I love everyone in it. They're all my brothers, and um, I love the music. It's something that comes from the heart. You know, it comes with a lot of stress, emotion. I feel about to cry. I'm about to cry. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> but yeah, I think but no, I just love it. It's yeah, fine.
0: I think that shit translates, and you can you can you can feel that like as an audience member, and it makes you like yeah. want to you know participate in it as an audience member as well. So yeah, talk to me about how East L.A. Influences the sound of this band and kind of growing up in that area.
4: I'll be honest with you, I didn't know shit about rock growing up. I was a religious ass boy. Like I'm talking, like I didn't cuss. This is, I'm talking to like. He said hell at the end of high school. i I I was like at church, like you know I used to go to this like place called Hog. It's a stupid. It's called House of God.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, it's that's called. It's amazing,
3: fucking,
6: dude. Hog. I Tell I your like, father. It was like a teenager. Like my dad's
4: bad. a pastor. So like you go there as a teen and it's like, but the whole time I do not I do not know why I just never really believed. And then like, I get out of this like crazy ass relationship and then like, I just became this yes man. And I was like, fuck it. Like, let's just see where he goes, you know? So I did a lot of stuff probably shouldn't have done, but I did it. Cause I was like, why not? Drink um, <laughs> I ended up going to this bar alone and I walk in, I don't know anybody. And then for some reason that day I look and there was a buddy of mine playing that night and I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Derek, you're in a fucking band." He's like, "Yeah." And then they played this song by the Al-A-Las, Uh, "Catamaran."
0: Yeah, dude, that song fucking yes. kills. I love so, that song.
4: So this is like MySpace time. This is, we're talking like 2011, 2010, around that time. Yeah, you're taking it back to yeah. my age. So this is before I even like <laughs> decided to be in anything. Um, and I was like, "What the fuck? What do you call this kind of music?" I, he's like, "Dude, this is just surf. Like this is like they're just very garagey." And I was like, "I don't know what that means." And he's like, "Dude." just look up these bands and like from that and i walked in with like a fucking Long-ass V-neck, dude. I look so stupid. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was a oh, horrible time for myself, dude. I don't dude. want to
0: talk to you anymore. came cruising in with your H&M gear. Dude, straight, up, yeah.
4: just straight H&M. Like, I, fucking lo- <laughs> I like some loafers. It's cool, man. Do some tight-ass hey, pants, like loafers. There's was,
0: been some mistakes on this end, yes. too, Brian. Like, I've yep. been caught in a fedora and some long dude. hair and a blazer. It's been a fucking mess before, dude. That was
4: me, though. Yeah. No? That was me, dude. That was me growing up. <laughs> it's a horrible fucking time. But, uh, yeah, after that... um Growing up, like I said, I just didn't know any music. And then finally, like once I got to that like garage rock is where I like that was like my fucking rock,
0: dude. Did you like did you have an interest in, in playing music or did you nope. were you ever singing even growing up or mm-hmm. writing in any form before? I did rap.
4: So you but you were writing. <laughs> People are finding out some shit they don't know about me, <laughs> like But you like there was some form of dude, like eight mile came out. Writer. I was young, eight mile came yeah. out and I was like, Eminem's so sick and I was like, I remember it's like something something shoe like Blah blah like I don't know, like two or something. And I was like Thanks. writing in this like yellow fucking journal I was like this is gonna be so good one day, it's gonna be some good heat. Bars are These bar- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I w I wanna find it dude, but like I'm pretty sure there was like some like elementary fucking like rhymes dude (laughs) but outside of that like no
0: no No, playing music no writing any
4: like lyrics or anything like that you never like were expressing yourself and no i wasn't even allowed to like listen to it like my parents would leave and i'd be like all right they're gone and i'd play like one blink 182 song and i was like i felt like i was like sinning (laughs) yeah dude that was like that was my childhood and then like i finally just broke out of that and i was like fuck like I didn't even know I could write music until like I wrote drag and like just everyone fell in love with that song and I thought it was, if you hear the lyrics, it's not even that good. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just catchy, I guess, you know, like people think like it's just the catchiness of the vibe.
0: So you ended up like picking up a guitar around that time yeah. then too. And and yeah, do you feel like since you didn't know what you were doing, maybe that helped
4: you like keep things really simple and because you didn't like have technical chops to like really rely on? Yeah. um, I mean, I was kind of mimicking at the time, like the OCs and those bands, because I was like, you know, like three qu- chord progression kind of deals, like, you know, make a song and just move on with it. I never wanted to be in a punk band, actually. I think this is accidental. What just happened here?
2: It's something so like it's just like I don't know. It's like so like uh, real and like sweet when like people first start making music. Like even with myself, like first when I am making music, it, like you're not you're not thinking about all these like technical things. So you're just kind of writing from a much more pure place. And I feel like that's an energy that's kind of hard to recreate once you're so focused on all these technical technical aspects. You know, so it's like your first songs are usually like I don't know. They have a lot of um, personality, and character. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if they're really simple songs, you know, like you get still that, awesome,
0: get that raw spirit in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. For and sure, and you
2: kind of lose some of that, you know. Once you start like playing more and more and more and more, you're just like, I don't know, I don't know. Something you got to be careful with, I guess, or like some, something you have to be kind of conscious with. Yeah, but I think it's just like a happy accident.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Like it's hard to get out of your own way sometimes mm-hmm. once you like understand things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit better. But yeah, do you think, Brian, that mm-hmm. like because you had that long period of time where you weren't playing music and you, you know, you were kind of like locked down in this religious household. That yeah. That's like where a lot of your like huge energy comes from in the live show. Cause you look like you're fucking just, I don't know. You look like you're, um, you're very comfortable kind of yeah commanding the uh, attention of the crowd. Like you're I'm, great at that shit, man. I'm
4: an Aries. I love attention. Just so <laughs> But being up there is like, for me, it's like a game. It's like, Let's see how how I can improve from the last one. Like, I compete with myself all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I did good last time. I got to do better than last time. And it just keeps doing that. So I'm never going to be happy with that. So, yeah, man. I don't think it's the religious part that made me do it. It's just, I just have too much energy, like, in my body. Like, I grew up with ADHD and all this, you know? So, like, I'm always, like, moving around and stuff like that. Like, I can't even keep my own shit. Like, I lose my stuff all the time. Like, I'll be talking to these guys, and, like, for a second, then I'm... I realize I don't know where the fuck my bag is. Dude, you fucking left the bag like a second ago. I don't remember that shit. ADHD. Yeah, but when I'm up there, it's like I can just release all my wiggles, you know, just uh, do my thing. Wiggles, Wiggles, you know? Release my wiggles. Release my wiggles. That's like a a pretty important outlet for yourself. Yeah, it's kind of a way to just like let me be me. Wiggle release. And then allow like... Like as this band, like we sound aggressive, but if you hear the lyrics, like it's very positive. You know what i mean
3: it's, it's some sad so songs. we're over here like
4: yeah. fucking all mad like telling you to, like fucking be happy with yourself yeah <laughs> yeah it's like shit like that it's like don't fucking care yourself don't yeah, fucking dude. be depressed even last night you're you're talking yeah. about there you're like hey we fucking got you
0: yeah like, exactly if you're going through a hard time you know we're yeah. here to
4: like have a good time and fucking you know and we met some fans yesterday and we ended up parting with them after but they're like dude like 1991 like that song just like saved me through a lot of bad shit and i was like i yeah, i wrote was- that song as a fucky to my ex but like I'm glad it has different perspectives for like other people
0: yeah dude you I know. have that I have that noted as that's one of my favorite songs in the deathlands awesome, catalog yes You feel like that was the maybe the record where you started like really developing and the sound and like becoming more dynamic as a band yeah beer only club beer yeah absolutely
3: yeah beer beer only club um that was the first time i heard um the band like make some pretty intricate shit, and everything sounded like a lot cleaner shout out jazz cat studio Um, yeah um we always record with them and um he makes some beautiful masterpieces that was my hardest time writing
4: like i said i'm not good at guitar so for me to like sit down and like really focus on this fucking thing i was so just like drained like bombshell was easy because it's like i just came in with my old drummer we sat down we're like played and we're like oh shit wrote bombshell in 30 minutes came out 1991 was actually an old song with my older bandmates that we wrote it used to be called she's all that and it's supposed to be like this love corny song for we won't mention any names
3: that's like a 90s feel so yeah so when eventually like it, yeah. that
4: she goes we break up and then i'm like man fuck her 1991 <laughs> came out you know just i was so angry at the time i really was so like that and then also um head change and those songs they were just all heavily inspired by like more post-punk and like um i don't know if you know bass drum of death I don't No, they're pretty they're pretty melodic-y and kind of like um they're fast too very driven yeah right, very drive, yeah music so that just kind of got me going and um after that I just, playing it live it was like I always wanted to just like be out there you know but I couldn't yeah because I kept playing the guitar and I'm like fuck like I have to be like focusing here and singing so I can't really do it so it didn't really like we were kind of boring for a cool minute like people liked the songs but like there was just no movement yeah, there's, you know something,
0: I mean? uh, there's something cool, like, seeing you be free with just the mic yeah. and be able to, like, run around and really, like, lean into that craft and, yeah. like, focus just on the singing so you yeah. can, like, present this, uh, this killer live show. Because I think that's, like, where a lot of the command for the crowd comes from is, like, yeah. you can tell that you're comfortable in doing what you're doing. So I could see, it, like, when you were playing guitar, even though I didn't see that live yeah. show, if you weren't, like feel like you could be attentive to you know commanding the crowd and focusing on the on the lyrics where that that could look differently or come across differently energy wise and whatnot but did you like also find a lot of relief just in the writing of songs then like in a completely different way from the live show and kind of like expressing yourself through the lyrics
4: and taking a lot of time to write yeah um this new album in general just um obviously we had that whole year off cause 2020 and the, all that stuff. But throughout that time I was already starting to write like more in the like feels kind of stuff. Um, cause before that I was always like get drunk, like let's party, let's just hang out skating. But now like this new stuff, like I wanted to show people that like I could do better, yeah. you know, mature, basically like maturing, like these new songs have like, like Damon, for example, it's like, You know, I hate to say there's something going on. A revolution, there's one. Turn off your TV, turn off your phone. Damn, it's 2 a.m. and you're all alone. It's like, if you really think about that, it's like... People stress about a lot of, like, news... Like, stuff in the news, like, stuff... Like, it's like, dude, like... That anxiety, you got to feel the pressure. And, like, you got to make a difference yourself. And that's what that song's about. Like, fighting your inner demons. Yeah. You know? And that's just kind of like the whole... The whole album came out that way. It's like, I think it's... I want to see it's my best work yet. Yeah, I don't want two on horn, but
0: no, I I mean, from somebody that uh, you know from the outside perspective, yeah, this, I think this is like one of my favorite records of twenty twenty two so Let's far, go. and uh, maybe that's like partially because I got to see the the set last night now yeah. too to like have something to connect it with, but I also just think that you're like capturing the energy of the live show in yeah. this record more than you ever have before. Oh, definitely. Is it hard for you to like turn it on in the studio without the you being able to feed off the crowd? Or oh, god, like, studio <laughs> you, time. You PTSD. need, you need like certain, you know, <laughs> a certain vibe to be happening for you to like be able to lock into recording vocal tracks. Or Honestly, like, what do you attribute to being able to like capture the live energy in the studio?
4: It's kind of uh singing is hard just because it's like everyone's already finished, and there's like the window where like they have like the the mixing and all this stuff like the yeah. you know the guy the producer's right there and then the guys are just watching me the whole time i fuck up and this was already laughing <laughs> <laughs> I'm like fuck dude so i'm in there i it took me a whole day to get like half of it done and then i had to come in the next day and finish the other half um yeah it's kind of hard to grab that energy in there because like you want to move around but the mic is in that one location so it's like I'm moving around except my head and I'm just like
1: you know
6: so it looks funny it looks it took, it took a little encouragement to get him yeah. to kind of get that energy cuz I remember um I think it was just me there the first time when you were first started vocals and um so I was just listening in and it just sounded it's like he was hump. trying to like just sing but like not really there's no energy so it's like I'm telling my dude like pretend you're doing it live like just you know push like push your vocals a little bit like almost scream and then it took a little while to find his like sweet spot and then once he got there then he started just like the energy was all there but it took a little encouragement to get him yeah. to open up a bit it there. was
4: kind of shaky at first because like when you told me to get into it i did get into it but you hear like the vocals go from like
6: oh,
4: uh because uh, i kept going close and back close and back <laughs> yeah. and then John, our producer johnny was like that was good but don't move <laughs> <laughs>
0: Matt, how long have you been playing music with this dude and Um,
6: spending time around him? 15? Since 2015? 17. Talking in that mic for me. Yeah, 2017. (laughs) Yeah, I think. 17. That's when he uh, recruited me. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd grown up with him and everything. We knew each other in like high school. Yeah. Uh, He was best friends with my brother and everything. Okay. And uh, we all skated together and then didn't really like hang out with him after high school or anything. And then, yeah, he just kind of randomly, like, shot me a text, like, you want to play guitar for death ends?" Like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, like, this was
3: the time where I wanted to stop playing for a bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
6: yeah, I
4: think he was jealous. At that it point, was funny. He, he was jealous of him. The first time they met, he's like, but can you play Paranoid? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: when I first met him, first words, they said, can you play Paranoid? <laughs> <And> <laughs> With that, like, that sass and everything. <laughs>
0: That's so funny, dude.
4: Yeah, but, um, yeah, we've been playing since 17... Yeah, when I first got him in, he was he was super shy, which I didn't expect cuz he was always like that like the cool guy in high school. It's like, this is the cool dude. <laughs> cool.
0: Were you always were you always playing guitar, Matt? Um, growing up and whatnot?
6: Not really. I mean, kind of on and off, just not really. I wasn't really super into it too much and then I don't know, randomly like after high school, I just kind of started playing a little more, trying to do just random projects and then just got really into like Lips. pedals and stuff and then yeah, just Lips, yeah. shout out that band. Lips, <laughs> <laughs> but band. Um, he doesn't <laughs> want to show us any of the songs. On
3: a
4: side note, <laughs> on a side note, this motherfucker is good at skating. Like we're talking, like that's all I'm gonna say.
1: Good
4: at skating. I just, yeah, I just know, grew up like t- on yeah <laughs> so if you want if, if you guys want to hear him ollie we'll put the skateboard on the floor and we could put the mic there that's
0: not gonna happen <laughs> so you all are just making music at this point just to yeah. skate to at this point yeah basically i <laughs> mean
6: like skating was a huge influence yeah for, like, honestly us really musically was. like just watching skate videos growing up like they always had the best soundtracks always yeah. like yes. discovered so many bands and new music from skate videos and i think like just growing up skating and you know just hearing all that just really influences like our taste in music because we were just talking about the other day we're um on the drive over where we looked up like the foundation Foundation soundtrack and so we're just listening to like all the soundtracks from like the old skate videos like
4: and i think it's oh my god like i today i die i'm always gonna be like fuck like how did we get here like i was i i i loved skating obviously i never made it as a pro I have really bad knees. If you guys want to hear my knees crack, I put the (laughs) mic there too.
3: Yeah, if he bends, you hear like a... really bad (laughs) (laughs) crack.
4: Yeah, so I stopped skating. I mean, I I like I'll skate every now and then with these guys, but it's like rare for me to like do it because my knees hurt it after. Yes, it comes with age. (laughs) But um, it's just cool to see that like we still are in the the skating scene, even if it's not skating. You know what I mean? Like being on Tony's Tony Hawk's Ride channel was one of the biggest blessings for me to be on. I was like, holy shit. Like I'm seeing these dudes who are idolized growing up. Like now they're playing with my music in the back. Uh, Thrasher, uh, fucking uh, Vans, and uh, King of the road. trans world King of the road. Yeah. Like, I'm just like in awe. Cause I'm like, fuck dude. Like this is a shit I used to look up to. And now like, I'm gonna have some other kids saying like, this is the reason why I started the band because I heard this band on King of the road. I heard this band on this, on that. So for me, it's like, I was that kid. So I think it's so cool to see that it's happening somebody else now think of the same thing
0: yeah it's got to you know. be validating in some way yeah. to like see your music on that platform especially Definitely. growing up fans of that stuff and man skate videos even to this day even new ones are like such a killer way to like yeah. find new music oh, yeah. and it's it's hell yeah it's, it's it's cool to see like that more even like rap and soul music is being worked oh, into yeah. like the newer videos yeah. too cuz yeah. i think it's crazy like how much music and how much tempo can like mm. change the feel of those yeah no scenes you yeah. Know, yeah definitely
4: mm-hmm. i mean we used to watch older videos so we have like between us and them by the movie units a lot of dance punky stuff you know yeah um superman superman I can You'll be think. a Superman, a Superman. <laughs> Here I am, <laughs> doing everything oh, yeah, I the, can. The, the Tony Hawk soundtrack? That, yeah. first, that first Tony Hawk dude, soundtrack. Yeah, was, that was... Ska for days, can be dude. can beat. <laughs> that it's, thing had yeah, so many hits. So hit. much ska. It's everything. Dude, I, I read the funny shit, actually. So uh, someone put the ska that uh, that sound... That, that that sound that uh, little kids have when they're they about to get the last mozzarella stick. <laughs> 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 I don't know what I, I thought that show was funny because I heard it in my head and I was like, oh, fucking, it just makes sense. They're hyped. Dude, that show's so funny. I was like, dude, it's so
0: true. The last
3: one. She willickers
0: Do you feel like LA itself has
4: influenced the the sound of the music in that environment? Definitely. Um actually i was i think i was most i was inspired more from the bay bands Yeah, oakland, at the time oakland had seen. just had the scene man meat market um bicycle day at one point they were pretty sick um obviously the ocs like i said ticycle john dwart all these guys they were at the bay and then they moved to la but like i think i was more inspired by those kind of bands because at the time that we started writing we were they were putting us to play with like blues bands and it was lame it was so lame everyone's like dressed like the part they looked like the fucking beatles up there dude and when we're here with like a fucking ripped t-shirt i'm just like am i in the right place you know i'm just like what the fuck but yeah so it was a weird scene uh la it's just so competitive to be in a band that you kind of have to find your like separation yeah what's gonna make you different um and i feel like that was at that point people were just like who the fuck are these guys you know like we're not here to see you. We're here to see, I don't know, fucking, what did they call it? I don't know, Howlin' Rays. Wait, that's a restaurant, right? Uh, howlin'? <laughs> something, I don't know. It's, it's something oh. Howlin'. Howlin' Rays. Yeah, uh, there's got another it. band called, like, the Bloodhounds and stuff like that. And, like, I swear, they signed it just, like, the fucking Beatles. And I would get there, and we're playing, like, punk, and there's probably, there'd probably be, like, one mom, like, dancing to and she was drunk or some shit, you know? <laughs> that was, like, our night, and I, I was so hyped, because I was like, this mom gets it, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you like playing on, on bills, though, that maybe aren't necessarily geared towards you all and like having the opportunity to maybe be that
4: that punk band on the bill and like completely change the energy of a show. I think it's, yeah, to have an eclectic like type of lineup is is pretty sick. I think that people are more more open-minded now than what they were before. Because back then it was like, I just want to see the specific genre and that's it. Like if you're just like a random loner band there, they're not going to care for you. You know, they would stay outside and then come in when the next band is about to start.
6: For sure. So, yeah,
4: I, I like it. I like it now. I'll play with like a, yeah, we'll play with like different type of, types of bands on. Huh? Yeah.
6: It kind of almost feels like a challenge to kind of yes. see if we can convert, how many people we can convert yeah. to like become a fan to when church. they're there for like something else. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, Like last night at the Shredder, Um, after that, I don't know, that's probably how it is at Tree Fort. Um, the room's fucking empty right before you're about to yeah, play. Yeah, you're like, Fuck you know, like, no one's going to be there. Like we even told ourselves, to keep our expectations low. Yeah, we're like if we're gonna play for one, two people, or nobody, just give it our all, yeah. no matter what. Yeah, so. and you
0: don't know you're playing like <clears throat> close to midnight, so you don't know who's actually gonna be there. And yeah. even walking in the room, I was like, "Oh, there's like 20 people in here," but then everybody came in from the patio as
4: soon as you, yeah. you all started playing. Yeah. It was like, "Oh, the rooms the rooms pretty full now." And yeah, it was it was also cool. I saw like a good amount of people singing the songs, and I was like, "Where are you? We're in Idaho."
1: Yeah, for sure.
4: You know me. You know, I'm like, fuck. So uh, I thought it was pretty cool, dude. Like, even in 1991, I saw people, like, they didn't know the lyrics. They were mumbling next to me as they were jumping, and I was like, "I don't care if you don't know it or not. You, you just know the energy, and I love that. Yeah, you know.
0: Well, I've been listening to No Luck for like a couple weeks now. So yeah. anytime you were playing those songs, I knew those jams, and I was That's singing. Cool. I was like, yeah, fuck that shit. yeah, fuck
1: that shit. I saw you. You were singing it so yeah, much. Yeah,
0: dude. I-, I was. I've, I've honestly had that song in my head yeah. for like the last month, and especially like since we got the tree for it. Like I think I was driving my buddy Bert. He was. Uh, he's been with me like the last four days and he shot a bunch of photos of you guys last night and he was like i'll make sure you fuck let them know that i was one of my favorite sets but ever since i got the tree for i've just been walking around like
1: yeah fuck that shit yeah fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's
0: super funny dude i just can't i can't shake it but going, so it was it was really exciting to yeah see see the live energy <laughs> Hey, everybody. Just wanted to take a quick minute to let you know that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by North 45 pub located in the Alphabet District of Northwest Portland. They've got a killer selection of Belgian beers and an extensive liquor wall with over 200 bottles. Muscles and Fritz are on the menu. Their cheeseburger is lights out and they've always got some killer weekly specials as well. Aside from the menu items and beverages, they've got this awesome covered patio that is heated throughout the fall and winter with a bunch of big screens to watch all your favorite sports. And the best part is they have DJs playing tunes there every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and Sundays, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So come through North 45 Pub for some tunes and some food. Let's get back to the episode. You guys feel like there's something like communal that happens having those gang vocal opportunities where all of y'all are like singing on stage yeah kind of coming just, together it unifies
4: us up there honestly um it gets him going like he gets hyped when he first started it was like kind of just like staying like he was standing in the spot and then like he's now he's starting to sing like he's doing his thing he'll get in there like he's he's my main guy when he goes in there it's like i gotta be in there too you know john is the same he goes in there but he's more of like the he does his solos and he likes to sing like his vocals so he'll stay up there. Um, There's times where I'm like, dude, like, what what do I always say?
3: Well, let's let's show him how we do it at home. Yeah, let's show (laughs) him. And both these guys will get in the crowd
4: and they'll separate, like, they'll make this giant pit and these folks start, like, sword battling as they're playing the solos and, like, playing, you know, guitar.
3: Yeah, for Bombshell, we don't really do that,
4: but. Yeah, it was, it was,
0: uh, yeah, fun watching each of you interact with the crowd a little differently, like john just like directly playing to this kid that was just so nice and like i just saw you like showing him some love and you're just you know yeah
3: he was just like he didn't want to be in like that main pit jumping around and he was just like literally the singular kid in the corner i'm like and he's been like he was like looking at me throughout the whole show like fucking hyped the whole time and yeah. i'm like i'm gonna give this kid some love and i just started playing right in front yeah, of him i fucking love that dude yeah, he you're was out hyped. there giving
0: high fives to yeah. people
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just humbling man i'm like dude yeah. we're all here to have a good time everyone works fucking and that's one so we just wanna two. this is how we released our wiggles out here you yeah. know <laughs> don't you hate it
4: when bands are too like standoffish
3: yeah like, you wanna- i mean i think
0: like different types of music maybe call for yeah. different types of things but yeah there's there's gonna be always something memorable to me where everybody just looks like they're having a good time
4: like you you ever met like your favorite band just like who the fuck are you for sure i hate that (laughs) so ever since then like i'll make friends like i'm like dude if you come like talk to me like i'll have a full conversation with you so with these guys i always told them i was like dude like make sure to never let yourself feel like you're you're mightier than them because one day you die and you're just the same person that they were you might have left a legacy you know, with your music and stuff, but either, either at the end of the day, it's like, we're all going to the same place. Um, dirt. the dirt. Yeah. It's like, we just, I'm, that's more existentialism. <laughs> I to Um, but yeah, I always said that. I was like, dude, like everyone here, like we were them at one point, like that's just, we just got to keep it humble, you know? Yeah. Forever. Was there uh,
0: any different approach to making no luck? I know you, you said that you recorded mm-hmm. with the the same, same dude as you made the other records with but was there a different approach to the songwriting with this one or or just anything in particular with the the recording itself that you felt like maybe shifted things we weren't lazy
6: yeah i mean it took a little while to get into like the groove of actually writing um because we had started writing before like 2020 and um we had just some really shitty songs because we were trying to like, we were were rushing to like put out an album. Like we wanted it to be in like July of 2020 and be like, we're going to put an album out. And um, so we were kind of like rushing. And then once the pandemic hit in like March, basically our whole year was canceled and we're like, fuck it. Like, you know, well, now that we have time and we're not putting anything out for at least a year, let's just like sit down and actually do something. And then, so it kind of started with me and Brian kind of meeting multiple times a week, just kind of, trying to just see what we're feeling we'll listen to like a lot of music that we're like vibing on at the time and just like take inspiration from that and then we kind of started like building the skeleton for the album basically and then like every other week we'd get like john in and then the drummer in and be like all right so this is what we got and like everybody starts adding their flavors to it and then kind of working from there but it took a little while to get yeah, there's a the point where we didn't going. even see
3: each other for like Months at a time because
6: one of us got COVID. We're like, oh, we're not going to see each other for this period.
0: Yeah. The next person gets and COVID. Next person yeah. gets like, it. You feel like that like forced a different kind of writing
4: creativity. Yeah. Being
0: Slowed that you couldn't
4: just yeah. be together all the time or like just taking more time. Yeah, it did actually. Um, I think all this pent up aggression and like anxiety. There was just a lot going on. It's like we were stuck in one room. Like there was nothing to do. We couldn't go to bars. Everything was closed. it was we just like completely like city, The cities looked dead. Yeah. yeah. It was something out of a movie. So we had nothing to do. All we would do is like me and him would be like, let's get a fucking bottle, let's go to your room and watch
6: music videos. Yeah, and then we'd be like super hyped off something we saw like randomly, and then be like, yeah. fuck, let's right. We would grab the guitars Walk, in the room, drunk, and just writing. Like, yeah, we'd just start writing, and then like we'll have like the little voice memos, and then be like, all right, like a day or two later, then we'll be like, all right, let's go to the garage and like actually oh, God, see if that actually sucks. works. And then we're, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was a lot of like, what were we thinking? Yeah, what were we thinking last of, night? Yeah. But yeah. then sometimes there's a few gems in there, and be like, you know what, like that, yeah. that actually works, and then. You know, like
0: what one of my favorite moments on the record actually is just that that STFT intro. Oh yeah, just because it feels like it's just this voice memo, and it I think is it's exactly how we recorded I it. I think it's like a cool kind of uh, it's a cool moment on the record. Yeah, you know, like I think it offers like a different sort of like raw vulnerability to the thing, and I think it speaks to that maturity thing of just yeah. like hey, let's uh, let's try to make this a different listening experience, and you know, yeah. Just really makes it feel like like ties the album together in
4: some ways. Just this this little moment. It's funny too because uh, when we were writing it, I was like, "Oh, I'd be sick if we recorded on tape." We're like trying to figure out a conversation, like how to make it happen. Our producer comes, puts his phone. He's like, "Play." All right, sorry playing. Stops it. Sends his computer, and that was it. <laughs> we're like, "What do we do this? What did we do that?" And he's just like
6: make all complicated. <laughs> Go ahead. Record yeah.
4: now. You give it your all, nothing in return, only to surrender swiftly. The mind, the body, and soul. Or can you be content when you have no intent to give it all you've got? And try, and try, and try, and try, and try, and try some more.
0: So is there like something from like the making of this record? Do you think like there's a part of that process or like something you learned about the writing that you'll kind of carry forward to making the music in the future? Like anything that completely shifted the the
4: approach of things? Yeah, just aging, honestly, getting older. I can't be singing. I mean, like I knows there's a lot of bands who have songs about like being in love with like teen girls and stuff like that. It's weird. What? It's true. Like Think about like songs that they sing about in like, certain bands. It's like You're talking about, yeah.
6: Like high school relationships. Yeah, like, like high school right? relationship yeah.
4: shit like that. I probably said it. Yeah, it I wor- Worded it <laughs> wrong. <laughs>
0: A really weird way. He didn't mean that I Worded nah. it wrong.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Please don't cancel Some Love songs about teen girls.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and Death Lens is
0: canceled. So get he your merch teen. now.
4: <laughs> no, but um, it's like we want to write for like, when we, let's say we're 45, I don't want to be singing about getting drunk and I can't even fucking drink that heavy anymore, you know? Yeah. Like over here getting acid reflex and
6: you know, having kids and <laughs> shit. It's writing songs that are going to age well. Yes, know? for that's sure. it is.
4: Yeah. And
0: as far as maybe the stuff that's a little more, you know, politically charged or like where that unrest is, like yeah. what seems to, uh, what resonates the most there? Or like, where do you feel like it's charged from for, for Deathlands or the like where you're riding from what's important for you to uh speak out on
6: yeah that was i think that was like a really big influence for us at the beginning because i mean when we first started writing it was like 2020 and uh bitch ass trump and you know all that bitch stuff ass. happening so it was really a lot of anger and aggression coming from that towards like a lot of political yeah. and like it's social things it of- yeah it was a lot of
4: a lot of direction at like I mean, we you see a lot. of We're a lot of minorities in this band, so yeah. like you know, to like hear shit, like see it on the news, and like hearing it from people, and like seeing all these fucking racists come out of nowhere. It's just like it really did, like just put me in like in a position where I was so pissed. I I've been I got fucking pulled over in Texas by a fucking cop. He pulls me out, and my girlfriend's she's she's pretty pale of skin, like she's pretty white. Um He's like, "What's the rush?" I was like, "What do you mean? I just I'm a fucking Prius. That shit doesn't go fast." <laughs> and then he's like. He's like, step out of the vehicle. I was like, why? I haven't done anything. He's like, I give you my license. Here's my registration. He's like, get out of the vehicle. And I was like, okay. Fucking, so I have a a broken hand at the time. He cussed me to his fucking car. Gets my girlfriend now. He's like, are you here against your will? And I was like, what the fuck? Are you fucking serious right now? Like, this happening? And then her best friend and her sister's there too. And they're all pale. So he probably thought I was fucking jacking him or something. like Like, sending him to fucking, I don't know where. But like, the whole time, like, I see my girlfriend get really mad. She's fucking mad. She's like, that's my fucking boyfriend. Like, I can give you his information where he lives. Like, what do you want? Who will give no fucks. He brings out the other girl. He's like, are you here against your will? And then it's her sister, and her sister's just as feisty. So they're just going at him. And then he finally comes back. He uncussed me. He's like, I can let you off with the warning, but I'm going to give you a speeding ticket. You want to fight this? You have to come back to Texas. Boy. So you Boy. went back
1: to Texas, right? <laughs> you went back to I Texas never I never paid that <laughs> shit I never paid that shit yeah. We're going back to Texas For a week right, So Texas got to ha- see what's right. up
4: There's a warrant out for Brian
1: yeah, so
3: we'll see if he makes yeah. it Back
4: from Texas We're gonna turn him in Yeah so yeah, like buddy. Shit like that has been like Long time for like us I grew up in a very Fucking bad area too So like I see cops They'll swats like They'd be swats like In my fucking street Like every other Fucking week dude Yeah You know Cause my parents were immigrants They didn't have money They didn't have like A lot of money So we live in like A really shitty area Um I actually have a cut right here where I got cut by a uh, fucking MS-13 idiot at 12 years old because my cousins were into that bullshit. So, like, I just had a lot of run-ins with those stupid idiot cops. And, like, ever since then, I'm like, you guys ne- I fe- never felt safe when you guys were around. I actually felt more scared when you guys were around. Yeah. So ever since then, I've just never been, like, for it, you know? Even in my religious days, I always said, like, I want to say fuck the cops. I'd be like, I don't know, heck the cops. I don't <laughs> yeah, know what heck the fuck.
0: Heck I-, em. I think that's, like, important, though, for, yeah. you know, people that... Like didn't grow up in that sort of environment yeah. to to recognize that mm-hmm. like a lot of fucking people do not feel safe around the police or when they are called and they aren't serving and protecting everyone. Yeah, you know? I get
2: so anxious. I'm sorry. What? I'm saying like Fated other people. Other people. Oh, I'm chilling, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, never mind. Here, here, here. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: well just um yeah just um say something well you know (laughs) (laughs) fuck the cops man fuck the cops a cab but um it's just (laughs) just seeing people um like when people speak out about like when we say a cab you know it's like we are saying like fuck the cops and all that but you gotta remember all the events that's been happening all the people who have died um there's just those people who are just they grew up differently i understand they have like family members best friends that are cops but just like them like defending them um, i think just the act of that just invalidates all the people who were affected by it so um people don't consider that it's like you know blue lives matter like okay but it's like the same shit as you saying All Lives Matter. It's yeah. like bro and I'm not, what about the people who are no validating one, everybody?
0: Also, yeah also no one is blue. There's exactly. that blue people there you go. so exactly. that's fucking yeah.
4: a garbage <laughs> a garbage blue man group though. I see a 65. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, but that's important for you Brian to like work that into the lyrics and like yeah honestly I think finally like I'm telling you now that I'm able to just be up there on my own it's like anything goes. Yeah fuck like, that I'll shit. Write, yeah I write about anything you know like I'm not afraid to to speak my truths, and they know it. I'm pretty blind about everything. I'm a little too blunt sometimes, actually, but the band needs someone to hate, so it's me
6: <laughs> you know?
0: for sure yeah. well i uh I'm stoked about no luck and good, uh I appreciate you all giving me some of your time and hanging out and just kind of talking about band dynamics and and where the music comes from, like I said, like last night was one of my my favorite shows of this entire festival. I feel like. Death Lens is probably going to be my, my favorite band, my new favorite band leaving this festival. <laughs> Hell and yeah, man. Thank I tried you. to buy a shirt last night, but you're out of my sizes, so I'm just going to have to order that shit online, and that's okay. And
4: I'm going to get one of those vinyls for sure.
0: Yeah. So. If you order
3: it, no luck, man. You'll get a t-shirt. Can I give a shout out? <clears throat> yeah, You can do
0: whatever you want,
4: man. Shout out to Cops and Robbers, Hugo, for making that merch. Cops are Robbers. Like we said, we like to be a, the band with the brand. <laughs> that's just how it is. You know, we, we like making merch that's like, would I buy this at a store? Yeah. I think so. I don't like just like band. I don't wear banties just because I, I don't know. Actually, I don't even know I don't wear tees
3: Because we
4: all wear banties. <laughs> maybe I was never enticed to them, you know, but I just want to buy stuff that like maybe like a skate company has or, like, yeah. you know, stuff like that. For sure. So that when I saw the merch last night, I kind of felt like,
0: oh, this is, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just looked like there's a lot of thought put into it yeah. and to just like display something that wasn't just necessarily promo for the band or like there was just you know the artwork and whatnot and yeah yeah i was like oh i'd buy like five of these shirts (laughs) because if the band fails we just keep the brand yeah you just you're just a merch company just a merch company (laughs) well i'll put all the the links in the episode notes so people can uh keep up with Deathlands and check out the no luck record whether you uh pick up a vinyl or you stream it share it with somebody but uh i want to play the episode out with uh with the title track Let's which is no luck off mm-hmm. the record but we end every episode of the podcast with the the guest saying the tagline for the show which is it's a program so if we could get the death lens it's a program maybe we could go it's gang a program it's a program okay. maybe we can go gang vocal style or however you want to it's do a program. it yeah.
4: you guys ready <laughs> One, two, three. yeah awesome.
1: It's, it's a program! A program.
0: That's Deathlands, everybody from East LA. Pick up their new record and uh, tap in with them. And that's the Jelly Jams playing it out with no luck. And we will catch you on the flip side. Tree Fort, Boise, Portland, Los Angeles, wherever you are listening from. Big shout out to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Can't say thank you enough to DistroKid for their support of this thing. And make sure you go into the episode notes and find that DistroKid link to receive 30% off your first year of membership with DistroKid, making their already affordable prices even cheaper for you. So make sure you take advantage of that and the link is also in uh, the link in my Instagram bio on the link tree. So you can find it there as well.
1: Big thanks to Distro Kid. Stay up, stay tuned.